Welcome to the Patriots and Pinstripes podcast, getting you up to speed with the latest in Somerset Patriots baseball. Here's your host, Stephen Cusimano. Welcome to our first 2022 edition of the Patriots and Pinstripes podcast. I'm Stephen Cusimano, the new voice of the Somerset Patriots, and it is a privilege to be taking over for the great Mark Schwartz, who recently began his new chapter working for Major League Baseball. And Mark, if you're listening, we wish you the absolute best of luck. And from the entire Patriots family, thank you so much for everything you've done for this organization. And this team would not be what it is today without all of your hard work and dedication throughout the years. And we're at a point right now where really it truly is a new era of Patriots baseball. The second year of the Somerset Patriots as the New York Yankees AA affiliate. And coming off of a very successful first year, 72 wins, so close to qualifying for the championship of the AA Northeast League last year, which, by the way, has become the Eastern League since then with Major League Baseball reacquiring the naming rights. And here we are, right in the middle of the 2022 season. We are two weeks in, and it's been a lot of the same story. Great success, a really talented team. The Patriots come into their third week of play, tied for first place in the Eastern League's Northeast Division with the Portland Sea Dogs, the Red Sox affiliate, who come to town this upcoming week. And just two weeks in, it's been a really fun year already, and we're going to get to all of the new names and the new faces we're going to see on the field this year for the Patriots, but let's start with the coaching staff. We got a brand new coaching staff and a very familiar staff for a lot of these players because as we look up and down the roster, names like Anthony Volpe, who is the Yankees' number one prospect, Josh Bro, who ended the season last year in Somerset and is the Yankees' number 26 prospect. Names like Elijah Dunham, who is also in the top 30. Brandon Lockridge, who spent time with both Somerset and Hudson Valley last year. There are a lot of names on this roster that spent time with the high A Hudson Valley Renegades. And so with that, it really is only fitting that the entire coaching staff was promoted to Dan Fiorito, the manager of the 2022 Somerset Patriots, along with his entire staff hitting coach Jake Hurst, Pitching coach Gerardo Casadiego, defensive coach Aaron Bossi, athletic trainer Michael Becker, strength and conditioning coach Ryan Williams, who was actually in Somerset last year and is the only returning member of the coaching staff, video manager Chris Knighton, and advanced scouting analyst Amanda Brady. We're going to hear from all these people at some point throughout the year, but why don't we start with the man himself, Dan Fiorito, the leader of this year's Somerset Patriots team, born and raised a Yankee fan in Yonkers, went to high school in the Bronx, played three years of college ball in Purchase, New York at Manhattanville College, and he went on to play four years in his hometown team's minor league organization, was signed as a non-drafted free agent by the Yankees in 2012, and spent four seasons as an infielder in the Yankees minor league system, so went straight from there and graduated into being a coach in the system, his sixth year with the Yankees, and not just the Patriots' fourth manager in team history, but he is also one of the Yankees' roving instructors, the upper-level infield-outfield instructor, so serving two roles this year along with his job in managing this year's Patriots team, and it'll be his third year as a manager in the Yankees' minor league system. Again, he managed high A Hudson Valley last year, and remarkably similar to the way the Patriots' season ended, led the Renegades to a 71-win season, and they also came just shy of qualifying for a spot at playing for a championship in the high A East League last year, but he managed a very, very talented team filled with a lot of the same players. In fact, more than half of the players on last year's team are inherited to this year's Somerset Patriots team. Dan was also slated to manage the former short-season single-A affiliate of the Yankees, the Staten Island Yankees, in 2020, before, of course, there was no minor league season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Also served as the defensive coach for the Yankees' former single-A affiliate, the Charleston River Dogs, in 2018. 
And that was after making his professional coaching debut straight off of his career as a player as a defensive coach for the Yankees' former rookie-level affiliate, the Pulaski Yankees, in 2017. And now that we know more about Dan himself, let's hear from him as he talked to me earlier before the season even began about what it means to be managing the Patriots this year and being the fourth manager in team history. It's really exciting. It's an honor to, to be coming to be a double-A affiliate for the New York Yankees and then to be in Somerset on top of it, which is a... Uh, it's an amazing place, a special place from all the co from what all the coaches and players who have been there have told me. I know it's a great facility and a beautiful ballpark. I've been there, so there's a lot for me to be excited about right now. And once again, it was a very, very successful year for Dan and his staff down in Hudson Valley in 2021. And so I asked him about that. Again, a very similar year to what the Patriots had, but what did he learn from his experience in Hudson Valley? How is he going to translate that into what we see this year in Somerset? And how exciting it is to have a lot of the same players that he coached last year, along with the entire same coaching staff, joining him here in Somerset. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Hudson Valley was great to us. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was the players. We had some amazing talent that rolled through there. Somerset was lucky enough to see those to see a lot of those guys that we promoted after even just like a month, two months into the season. And, I mean, we have, you know, big league caliber players that are out there on every night basis. They're going to make any coaches look good. And fortunately, I had a great staff with me in Hudson Valley, and I'm really lucky that a majority of them are going to be coming to uh, Somerset with me this year and, you know, just trying to keep the great relationship going between them and, and the players, and, um, you know, it'll be a great year. And it's been a great year so far. Again, the Patriots coming into this week, the third week of play, with a record of 9-6, and six, tied for first place in the Northeast Division and again, Dan mentioned his coaching staff and how exciting it is to be bringing them all up to Double A Somerset with him. And we're going to get to talk to everybody throughout the year. But I asked Dan ahead of time, what can we expect from his staff? Well, we have a great, um, you know, great respect for one another, and there's a reason that those guys are at this level and the success that our hitters, pitchers, and catchers everybody saw last year at the Hudson Valley level for them. There's a reason they got promoted to Double A on top of all their work, but our coaches definitely had a big impact on that. And for those guys to be coming with me now, I mean, you know, I'm lucky to, I'm lucky to go to work with them every day. Well, last year, Hudson Valley's pitching staff struck out 1,308 batters. That was first in the high A East division, and it ranked sixth in all of minor league baseball. They also ranked third in all of the minor leagues with an ERA of 4.12. And that was largely due to the leadership of the Patriots pitching coach this year, Gerardo Casadiego out of Venezuela previously served as the pitching coach for the rookie level Pulaski Yankees from 2017 to 19 and was also a pitching coach for the DSL Yankees from 2014 to 2016. So he enters his 10th year in the Yankees organization and Theo talked to me about what the Patriots pitching coach this year Gerardo Casadiego will bring to the table in 2022. Gerardo Casadiego is called Casta. He's been in our organization for a while. Played played a ton of years. And he's, and he was telling me he played in the Eastern League for almost ten years. So I mean, he knows his league and knows the places that we're going to be heading. But all in all, I mean, he has a tremendous feel for the game. He's a tremendous pitching coach. Players, pitchers, everybody looks up to him, and you know, he's a great asset for me just to be able to talk the game with him um, day in and day out. And you know, the the success that our pitchers had can be attributed to so much of the work that he did. And then the hitting coach, Jake Hurst, also coming up from High A Hudson Valley last year, where his club finished second in the High A East in on-base percentage at 341. Theo talked about what Jake Hurst brings to the table. Jake Hurst, to see where, what he's done in just a short time in our organization, for him to be at AA at such a young age is you know, it's a testament to his work ethic. I mean, this, 
he's at the field early. He's breaking down pitchers, uh, pitcher uh, going over, over hitters where, where they should be in their swings. And, you know, he knows what to do to get those, we'll get to get our hitters right. And, um, you know, he's a special coach and it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun to work with him and, you know, learn a ton from him over the last, uh, last couple of years. And then the defensive coach, Aaron Bossy, in his first season with the Patriots as well after he made his coaching debut in the same role with Hudson Valley in 2021, spent three years from 2017 to 2019 assisting rehabbing players at the Yankees minor league complex in Tampa after he played in the Yankees organization back in 2016. And then lastly, Aaron Bossy, he'll be in his second year at, uh, as an affiliate coach. So he worked a ton last year with our catchers and, I mean, from Josh Burrow to Austin Wells, Narvaez, like he has some, he had some big, big name catchers come through that with him and, you know, to see defensively that the strides that they were able to make, um, you guys got a chance to see a lot of Josh Burrow last year. And I mean, Aaron also coaching third base. He'll be coaching some first base this year, taking on a lot more with uh, the base running as well. And he he wears so many hats, help, he can help out with outfield, help out with infield. Um, he's just someone who knows the game. He's got a high motor. Um, he's someone that just players love being around, and he's just uh, he's got so much energy. So he's uh, I think every coach on our staff brings a different strength, and that's why we're, we're uh, I think we work well together. So that is your inside look at this year's coaching staff for the Somerset Patriots in 2022. And now let's get into the players. And we mentioned a lot of the same guys being promoted from Hudson Valley last year, which was a very talented team. And it's also a roster that includes seven of the Yankees' top 30 prospects per MLB pipeline. And of course, the highest-ranked prospect, Anthony Volpe, the Yankees' number one prospect, former first-round pick of the team in 2019, starting the season in his home county of Somerset. Grew up in Watchung, New Jersey, which is the easternmost point of Somerset County. So having the incredible opportunity to play double-A baseball in front of his hometown crowd and coming off of one of the best seasons of any player in minor league baseball, in 2021. Spent half of it in single-A Tampa, the other half in high-A Hudson Valley. Volpe led all minor leaguers in runs scored with 113, ranked second in all of the minors with a 1,027 OPS, and third in all of minor league baseball in extra base hits with 68, while he led all Yankees minor leaguers in OPS on base percentage at 423, slugging percentage at 604, runs scored, walks with 78, and doubles with 35. He also ranked second among Yankees minor leaguers in RBIs with 86, third in home runs with 27, and 121 hits also ranked third among Yankees minor leaguers. So clearly a very, very hard act to follow for Anthony Volpe, but ahead of the season he talked about it. What would the challenge be like to follow that up with another great season in 2022, and how has he prepared himself to do that? Yeah, it's an awesome challenge, but it's one that um, I really prepared for this offseason. We all did, all the guys that made the team. It's an awesome club, and... Um, we really put put in work this off season, this spring training. I mean, we were there from January on, so um, it's a really good club. Everyone's working really hard, and I think we're going to show everyone why soon. And so far, they have once again tied for first place in the Eastern League's Northeast Division, and that's also due in part to a great pitching staff coming into the third week of play for the Patriots. They rank second in the Eastern League with a 3.20 ERA, and ranking among the league leaders in earned run average is the Yankees' number one pitching prospect and returning to the team for a second straight year. It's the lefty Ken Waldachuk, number six prospect overall 
in the Yankees organization, dominated at High A Hudson Valley to begin last year, and then finished the season in Somerset where he led the team in strikeouts. He is back once again in 2022, and coming out of spring training, he talked about some of the things that he learned coming into this year. Uh, I think I learned a lot about like pitch sequencing. Uh, sometimes your best pitch is the type of your pitch you're throwing rather than trying to make it better than what it actually is. Uh, so I think I learned how to like mix better, how to set batters up for different stuff, and yeah, I think I just overall got smarter near the end. And yeah, safe to say that that has paid off for Ken Waldachuk so far as he ranks ninth in the Eastern League with a 1.88 ERA. He is 2-0. The Patriots have won in all three of his starts. His 22 strikeouts tie for fifth most in the Eastern League, and his 0.91 whip ranks eighth. The Patriots have gone with the six-man rotation to begin the season. Also headlining that rotation is Yankees number 12 prospect Luis Medina, number 16 prospect Randy Vasquez, along with other top prospects who are not ranked in the top 30 by MLB Pipeline, but have had great careers to this point, righties Johnny Brito, Sean Boyle, and Mitch Spence. With that, we ought to take a look at how the Patriots' season has began, once again with a record of 9-6. and six. Let's look at how we got here. The season started with three games on the road in Reading. The Patriots went into that Sunday game going for a three-game sweep, but they lost the series finale. But nonetheless, won their first two games of the season, and homering in those first two games was another one of the Yankees' top 30 prospects. Number 26 prospect catcher Josh Bro homered in each of the first two games of the season as part of five total home runs, tying for second most in the Eastern League to this point. And he lines one sharply out to left field, headed back toward the wall, bombs away. Josh Bro goes deep to left field, just to the left of the scoreboard. A hard line drive that left the ballpark in a hurry. It's a two-run homer, Volpe scores, and the Patriots take a 5-2 lead. Well, that there was the Patriots' first home run of the season, and it was the first of many because the Patriots, as it stands right now, lead the Eastern League in long balls with 22 of them. Josh Bro with five, tied with Blake Perkins, who we'll get to more about him in a second, also leading the team with his five homers as well. One of the others on the team that's provided some heroics has been outfielder Brandon Lockridge, and you can easily pinpoint the Patriots' first game at home on April 12th at TD Bank Ballpark. It was a deadlocked tie 1-1 to heading into the bottom of the ninth inning, and in their first chance at a walk-off this year, Brandon Lockridge did this. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch to Lockridge is hit in the air to left center field. LaRosa over. That's going to split the gap and head all the way to the wall. Chaparro on his way to third base. He's going to come around to score. The throw coming in is not in time. It's a walk-off double for Brandon Lockridge, and the Patriots walk it off on opening night. So that's how the Patriots began the 2022 season at home with a walk-off 2-1 win over the Detroit Tigers AA affiliate, the Erie Seawolves. In their only meeting with the Seawolves this year, the Patriots took four out of six games, including the last two of the series, the first of which was their first shutout of the 2022 season, 6-0 on April 16th. And that was a day where Anthony Volpe had his first hit in front of the home crowd. Nelson running on the next pitch. Volpe swinging. It's lined into left field for a base hit. Headed towards the wall. Volpe on his way to second base. And Nelson rounding third. He's going to come in to score. Anthony Volpe with an RBI double to make the score 3-0 Somerset. And again, that came in a 6-0 shutout of the Seawolves, started by Ken Waldachuk, five scoreless innings, and then both Barrett Lowski and Derek Kraft finished it off as the Patriots combined to strike out a season-high 17 batters that day against the Seawolves. The next day was one of their signature games of the 2022 season, Easter Sunday afternoon. The Patriots hit a season high, at least right now, in four home runs, one of which was the first of Anthony Volpe's Somerset Patriots career, and it was grand. 2-0 pitch. 
And high in the air, deep to left field, headed back toward the wall as Myers looks up, bombs away. Anthony Volpe with a grand slam. His first home run as a Somerset Patriot, and he breaks it wide open. 11-4 Patriots. And the hometown crowd here on Easter Sunday is loving it. And once again, that was one of the Patriots' four home runs on Easter Sunday in a series-clinching 11-4 win over the Erie Seawolves. And one of those four home runs was hit by Blake Perkins. It was one of five home runs that he hit this past week, starting a stretch where he was prompted to be named Minor League Baseball's Eastern League Player of the Week after the series that he had in Hartford. Perkins was a former second-round pick of the Washington Nationals in 2015, traded to the Royals where he was also a top prospect there, elected for free agency in 2021, and signed with the Yankees in December and has continued to write an amazing story. The switch-hitting outfielder was named Minor League Baseball's Eastern League Player of the Week for his efforts over April 19th to April 24th, covering the series in Hartford. Over the last seven games, Blake Perkins has gone 13 for 27, with 11 of those 13 hits going for extra bases, 35 total bases in all, 5 home runs, 10 RBIs, 10 runs scored, slashing with a 481 average, 517 on base percentage, 1296 slugging over this stretch, and an 1813 OPS, scoring runs in each of his last seven games. Absolutely remarkable for Blake Perkins, who now leads the Eastern League with 37 total bases, a 902 slugging percentage, and that 1324 OPS on the season ranks among the league leaders in every other category as well and ranks third in all of minor league baseball with that 902 slugging percentage and fifth in all of the minors in OPS. There's nothing left to say about Blake Perkins other than that he was unstoppable in Hartford, a six-game series where the Patriots split it three games apiece, but make no mistake, the story was Blake Perkins. Pullins 0-2 pitch is lined deep toward left field. Kyle Datris is back at the warning track, back at the wall, bums away. Blake Perkins has homered in back-to-back -back games. And he gives the Patriots a 5-3 lead here at Dunkin' Donuts Park. Payoff pitch coming his way. It's rocketed out to left field. Back in the gap goes Datris at the warning track. Bums away. Two home runs for Blake Perkins in the game. He's got three hits, and he's got Somerset up 6-4. 2-1 pitch. Grounded sharply down to first, and down the line it goes. That's a base hit. Rosario scores. Dietrich right behind him, on his way to second base, and standing there with a two-run double is Blake Perkins. He remains scorching hot, and the Patriots lead 5 to nothing. He hits this next pitch deep in the air towards right field. Brenton Doyle is back at the warning track, looking up. Bombs away. Blake Perkins has homered in three straight games. 9 to nothing Patriots. Another multi-hit game. And this guy just cannot be stopped right now. So Perkins enters the week of April 25th, having homered in three straight games, had his second career multi-home run game on Saturday night, April 23rd, fittingly named Minor League Baseball's Eastern League Player of the Week. And in fact, for Perkins, came into this year with his career high in home runs for a single season being eight back in 2019, and it took him 122 games to get that total. This year, over a seven-game stretch for the Patriots, he already has five home runs. So Blake Perkins has been scorching hot. We'll see if he can keep that up heading into the homestand. The other big storyline coming out of the road trip for the Patriots is that they were without their manager, Dan Fiorito. Dan was actually feeling ill and did not travel with the team to Hartford and has not coached the team on the field for the last 10 games. Will be back in time to coach the series beginning with Portland at TD Bank Ballpark on Tuesday the 26th. But filling in during that time was the Yankees coordinator of baseball development, 
Mario Garza, and I caught up with Mario to recap the week that was, what it was like when he got the call that he would be coaching the Patriots this week, and what he's learned over the last week and a half with the team. I've loved every second of it. I mean, this is a really special group. This group has, an, a, a just in my opinion, a perfect amount of edge with... Uh, you know, just really with the humility to help to be good teammates and to help each other. And, and they just have a really good thing going here. So it's it's been an absolute pleasure. I initially planned to be with the Tampa Tarpons um, through through the week. And then, but I think it was Wednesday night, um, a week ago, or 10 days ago now, I uh, got a call from Kevin Reese um, pretty late at night and just, you know, kind of gave me the news about, about Dan, the sad news, unfortunately, and then uh, that he wasn't going to be able to be with the club and jumped on a flight the next morning, um, got to the field and, you know, really, I mean, we, we were just coming fresh off of spring training. I know all these guys. I'm close with the staff. So it was, you know, pretty, all things considered, pretty seamless transition. And as the Yankees coordinator of baseball development, I also asked Mario to elaborate on what his job typically entails, how that would have played into Somerset in the first place, and what it was like as the acting manager and collaborating with Dan Fiorito remotely. You know, I, I think it's, it's, I work closely with Dan on, on, you know, as a manager, that's one of my responsibilities is to communicate regularly with our managers and help them and provide, you know, any assistance they need. But it was kind of it was kind of cool to see what, you know, a little more a day in the life of of a manager, you know, so that was that was kind of good, too. And just seeing what um, I mean, Dan has a lot of responsibility on his plate with he's in charge of infielders and outfielders and um, along with just the typical managing duties. So just to be able to kind of see that and, and live through that a, a little bit, that was that was good. Um, and then also just be able to you know, pop in the cage and help Jake and then kind of see what, what he does, you know, get a really good look at what he does every day and then uh, pop out with, with uh, Casa, uh, Casa Diego and, and help with the pitchers and kind of, you know, I, I'll play catch with them or I'll kind of watch the bullpens and different things. So I feel like it was it was a chance to really dig in a little bit deeper. I plan on at least making, you know, two to three trips up here uh, anyway. So it, that kind of worked out well from, from that standpoint. But, you know, I guess I, I, when I'm coming in and in my normal responsibilities, it would be under a little bit of a different uh, lens, you know, trying to just, just monitor quality control processes and just kind of see how things are going um, a little more hands off, you know, a little more just in a support role. Um, and then, of course, you know, evaluating players, seeing how everybody's progressing, um, just making sure that our staff has everything they need. And then, you know, typically I'll just kind of report back to Tampa on, on how things are going. So under the supervision of Mario Garza, along with the rest of the coaching staff, as well as Dan Fiorito, through 15 games, the Patriots enter the day again, leading the league in home runs, but also leading the league in stolen bases. The aggressiveness, the speed, and productivity on the base paths has been one of this team's defining traits in the early part of the season. It's been 29 stolen bases so far for the Patriots through 15 games, Anthony Volpe leading the way with six stolen bases to rank fourth in the Eastern League. He also had three in one game during the road trip in Hartford. Tying for fifth place in the Eastern League in stolen bases has been outfielder Brandon Lockridge with five of them. Tying for first place in the Eastern League in triples is Elijah Dunham. Before the season even started, both Lockridge and Dunham, two of the Yankees' top 30 prospects, talked about the influence of Matt Tallarico, the Yankees' base running coordinator. Over COVID, I had you know I had a lot of time to just work work out and uh, try to get faster and stronger. And uh, we have Matt Tallarico, who's our base running coordinator, kind of took me under his wing and kind of showed me like just how how to actually like time up pitchers. What am I looking for? Actually, showing me like another element to to the game that I just didn't know about in college. And uh, 
just through like his his mentorship and like and just working hard and like training the way I ch- uh, or changing the way I train has it just has helped me uh, become faster on the on the base pass. So I actually I, I moved to Tampa this off season. I uh, was able to train at the complex we have. We have a lot of great uh, you know staff members and everything that were were there for us the whole off season. So we did a lot of speed work. Um, I'd like to implement you know speed in my game a little bit more. Uh, still more bases. Um, obviously, it'll help my, my defensive range, everything. Um, I need to be consistent with the bat again, uh, try to strike out less, uh, be on base more, so I, my speed will play more. So um, really just have, having the quality of work that I had this offseason, being in Tampa with our, our coaching staff, uh, I feel like it's going to really help and pay off for my season. What Matt Tallarico has done for our minor league program, the emphasis on you know speed training, we did sled work, we did every single day at spring training, there was some type of base running work that we were doing, which you know, it's kind of something that's neglected. I feel like um, you're just kind of expected to go out there and be a good base runner and worked on it every single day. Uh, had it as part of our routine. Um, I think Joe, so obviously Joe Mugliaccio is our new, he was our double-A hitting coach last year. He's our coordinator now. Having him in the um, in the cages with us basically the off-season, all the spring training, um, you know, fine-tuning swing decisions, everything. I feel like it's going to pay off, so it should be fun. So speed has been a very large emphasis, not just for the players on this team, but organization-wide for the Yankees. And to no surprise, when I asked Mario Garza about it, he too attributed the success to Matt Tallarico, the Yankees' base running coordinator, but also mentioned the Patriots' defensive coach, Aaron Bossy. Yeah, I would say that, you know, um, I have to give Matt Tallarico uh, a ton of credit. Um, you know, he's our base running coordinator and, and in charge of our speed development. And dating back to last year, you know, he's made a huge impact on the way we run bases and how we steal bases. Uh, last year, we led minor league baseball in, in stolen bases and success rate. And so, but then, of course, coming into this year, my thought and question was, okay, now that teams have seen this more, are they going to be able to prepare better? Are they going to be, you know, employ different strategies to, to try to combat our, our running game? And, but I would say to our, to our credit, to our players' credit here, and Aaron Bossy's been really, really good. I've actually been able to see his advanced meetings and how he prepares, and you know he show he sh- he'll show our players video and just make sure that they're ready and for what they're going to see on um, from the pitcher that day. And and I would say, man, just it's been it's been really impressive watching these guys. And there's I think the one thing that goes unnoticed is how how many good jumps we've gotten that maybe there's a foul ball hit or maybe you know maybe it's ball four. Um, but I think it's there. These guys have been relentless with their preparation, and I think it's showing on the field. It certainly has shown on the field. Once again, the Patriots in first place entering the third week of play and among the league leaders in just about every offensive and pitching category. Want to give a huge thank you to Mario Garza for joining us on the podcast this week and giving us a few minutes of his time and for doing such a great job in the absence of Dan Fiorito over the last week and a half for the Patriots. So, Thank you, Mario, and thank you, Theo, for your time coming into the season, along with Anthony Volpe, Brandon Lockridge, Ken Waldachuk, and Elijah Dunham. And we look forward to seeing Theo back on the field managing the Patriots beginning this week, April 26th. We'll kick off a six-game series with the Portland Sea Dogs, the Red Sox affiliate. So rivalry night at the ballpark Tuesday through Sunday of this week. It'll be Tops Tuesday on Tuesday night. Baseball bingo and most improved student night on Wednesday. Thursday night's game will be Bark in the Park, so make sure you bring your pup to the game. That game will also be the first ever MLB Pipeline game of the month, so it'll be a featured game streamed live on MILB.tv, as all Patriots home and road games are, as well as on MLB.tv, and Sam Dykstra from MLB Pipeline will be joining me on air for a lot of the innings of that game, so that's definitely going to be a great day to be at the ballpark, but if you can't make it on Thursday the 28th, that'll be the inaugural MLB Pipeline game of the month 
taking place at TD Bank Ballpark in Somerset. And it's also Anthony Volpe's 21st birthday, so that'll be a fun night at the ballpark. Squishy Baseballs giveaway on Friday, April 29th, so that'll be a good one to be at as well for the first 1,000 fans. Fireworks night on April 30th, and that'll also be the first night ever where the Patriots take on an alternate identity. It'll be our first ever Copa night, one of five nights in the 2022 season where the Patriots will become the Zoros Day Somerset. That's Saturday, April 30th. And then Sunday, kids run the bases, and it's Unicorn Day, 1.05 p.m. first pitch against the Portland Sea Dogs. Again, that's the six-game series against the Red Sox affiliate. We look forward to seeing you at the ballpark. Visit somersetpatriots.com. Get your tickets there, and also follow us on social media at Somerset Patriots on Facebook and Instagram, and at SOM Patriots on Twitter and TikTok. And if it's your first time tuning into the Patriots and Pinstripes podcast, welcome. We look forward to having more content like this every single week, and we look forward to bringing you inside access from throughout the Yankees organization, specifically here in Somerset, as we get to know this team really well throughout the course of the 2022 season. Thank you all so much once again for tuning in. Please subscribe everywhere that you're listening, spread the word, and from all of us here at the Patriots, I'm Stephen Cusimano saying so long, and we'll see you at the ballpark.